to this week's episode, well, this month's episode of Dames in Discussions, where I get amazing female um, gamers and female geeks to come and have a chat, and we discuss things. So it's kind of exactly in the name. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing with Yolanda, who I'm going to let introduce herself in a moment, and we're going to be chatting about how girls can get into gaming, and not just role-playing, but gaming generally, and what the kind of experience has been for her getting into gaming and conversely how we think that extrapolates into females generally getting into gaming and what we can do to get more females into gaming. So without further ado, Yolanda, so give us a, the 30 second Cliff Notes version of how amazing you are. I don't know about the amazing part. Well, but, I uh, do because we bet. <laughs> so. I've uh, I've been a part of the local gaming community for about a decade. Started off as an esports writer for Do Gaming, who is now VS Gaming, and uh, pretty much just fell in love with with gaming and competitive gaming. And ever since, been writing, been involved on the scene, going to events, and sort of just being, I guess, a personality within the gaming community. All right. And don't worry, right at the end, I'm going to ask her to share all her socials and we will put them in the description so you can follow her, not like in a creepy way, like in a, a fan way, a nice way. So um, I think also what's going to be so interesting from how you're going to uh, discuss this topic is also you come from seeing it as a competition, not just um, gaming for fun. But let's start with gaming for fun. How did you get into gaming? Well, funny story, I used to not be a geek and uh, <laughs> I met a man who was and was incredible and we fell in love and he was gaming and I, and I always thought like, how are you spending so much time on this thing and, and decided to get to know it and I spent a lot of time with him just watching him play Warcraft 3 and Dota and World of Warcraft and I was like, I have to do this, I have to get into it and started playing on his rig, World of Warcraft was my first MMORPG and after that, just went with it. Got my first gaming rig in about 2008. Started playing Call of Duty 4. And it's just been a passion and a lifestyle ever since then. And um, would you say you know of a lot of females in, like, in your geek circles? Um, do you have a lot of female geek friends? You know, I think that there are a lot more females out there than people realize. In the beginning, it was a small amount of girls who competed and who gamed. And the girls who gamed socially didn't really put themselves out there, right? And that grew over the years. And now we've got two pro female teams in South Africa, Amaryllis and, and Energy Sports, and more girls joining. And they've always been there, but they've not been the girls who wanted to be in the limelight, to be in the spotlight, because at the end of the day, we want to do what, what we love, and that's game. And whether you're doing it alone or with other people or in the spotlights, it doesn't matter. You just want a game, just like everybody else. No, for sure. I mean, so my geek journey, so I always had it in me and I was I used to play like Sims at home and Age of Empires as an aside, super excited. Oh, la la, <laughs> next Age of Empires game. Um, but I didn't know about tabletop role-playing. I didn't know about competitive uh, things and like MMO RPGs. So I just, it was a very solitary thing until I also met um, my partner at the time who introduced me into LARPing and role-playing. And I'm just wondering, do you think that that's usually the norm? Is that girls get heavily, inverted commas, into gaming when 
they need someone else to introduce them to it. It's not like they can just... It, it's not an open space for them to just appear in the gaming scene and be like, yes, I want to play, welcome me. <laughs> they always sort of need someone to um, shepherd their their journey into it. You know, I think that in the beginning it was really hard for girls to get into gaming, right? Because gaming was not a family thing. And usually it was a boy thing because they liked comic books and they liked arcades and it was okay for boys to go to arcades and, and play games and play board games and do whatever they like. And for girls, it wasn't as easy. It wasn't the norm, right? But as times are changing and gaming is getting introduced into families through Nintendo, through PlayStation, through Xbox, it's now become something that's really common. And it's much easier now for girls to get into gaming. I think also because um, esports never had the coverage that it has now. You know, we've been kind of isolated and it wasn't mainstream. Now it is mainstream and it's on TV and we've got Jinx TV on DSTV and we've got all these events getting coverage. We're on the radio and women actually realize, hey, there's something in there and I don't need someone to introduce me into it. And then, you know, conversely, I think that there are a lot of women who liked gaming and geek things from a very young age. And it was just they got into it because it was their interest, even though it wasn't really the norm, playing with dolls and dressing up and going to the mall. But I think it's much more accessible now to women than it used to be. Not because of, you know, because, uh, how, how do I put this? Like social not, justice not or anything. Not because of social justice, but, you know, just because it's it's something that's that's more acceptable now, more accessible now through advertising and marketing and being more mainstream, it's a lot easier for them. They feel more comfortable. They feel like it's okay to get into gaming without having a boyfriend who games or having a, a guy friend who games or getting into that particular niche group. It isn't as niche anymore. So I think from what you're saying, I think if we were to then discuss how we could make it even more friendly for, for girls to join um, uh, gaming tables and join online games and things like that is is to try and find a level of comfort because, you know, when your partner did introduce you or if someone else introduced you, you were sort of comfortable with them. And like as you say now, people are more comfortable when they join, so they're more free to join by themselves. How would you think we would manage to do that? Or especially, I think... In South Africa, it's also a very different ball game compared to the rest of the world. I think the rest of the world is very far ahead when it comes to girl gamers um, compared to South Africa. Um, so there's definitely a growth, but I do think it's oh, it needs more work here. No, it definitely does need more work. And and we as the press, the media, the writers, um, and the, the bloggers and the YouTubers, we have a responsibility to make things more accessible to people. And people like Sam Tickle, who she's now doing, you know, she's hosting and she's being MC and she's out there and she's on the panel and showing girls that there is a place for you. If people like Sam were not there, then girls would not think this is a place that I could go. And especially with the writers as well. If you are a writer, if you are a YouTuber, then put yourself out there. You have a responsibility to show people, not only women, but anybody that this is a space that you can live in and people accept you for that. Before these women actually put themselves out there, it was very difficult for women to get into gaming and young girls to get into gaming because it's the unknown. 
and the unknown is really scary. So how do you, as a woman, get yourself out there into gaming without, you know, all the kitchen sandwich jokes and, <laughs> you know, the, the pics or, or get outs, those, those kinds of things. Um, it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, so the first responsibility falls to the public figures. And I think the rest of the responsibility falls to the community, right? Guys, don't be a douchebag. If a girl joins... <laughs> Just don't be cuck. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if a girl joins, don't all of a sudden, you know, throw all your med packs at her. That's not necessary. She's competent. She can play the game. Don't treat them inferior, like they don't belong here, like they don't have the experience. Because oftentimes these girls that do join and they only join now, they've been doing this for many years. They're experienced. They're talented. They they really can do tabletop gaming. They can do online gaming. They can do the single players, RPGs. We're not just Sims players, yeah. right? We're the same as everybody else. We love gaming, everything in gaming, all the genres, the same as everybody else. No, of course. And, I mean, we... I don't know if you've faced this. It's also... I think people forget, and when they look at female gamers, they assume, they forget that they all had to learn, and we all had to learn from somewhere. So uh, when I was playing uh, collectible card games, my boyfriend at the time helped me build my first deck because I didn't know anything about it. So, I mean, how do you learn? But then after that, I built decks on my own. But as soon as you... Um, appear to be competent or something, then there's also a level of, oh, a man taught you how to play that. And you're like, yes, a, a man did teach me initially, but this deck I have built by myself or, you know, I have optimized my character's gear by myself. Do you think that there is also a level of education needed there to remind all gamers, but especially, of course, because we're focused on female gamers, especially to remind members of the opposite sex that we all had to learn from somewhere and that person helping you doesn't degrade the skills you had to to compete in that game because fine even if your partner made your deck for you or your friend who's a female made your deck for you or made your setup for you you're still the one that has to play it yeah that's very true and and you know, I don't think it's always a case of somebody has to show you, but yes, you do start somewhere. When I started gaming, nobody showed me how to. It was like, hey, here's a game, go at it and enjoy. And I really sucked when I started, but it was so fun to learn. And a lot of girls have that. And then there are other girls that don't feel like they can just start because there's always this pressure of somebody's watching me. Somebody's going to judge me for, for sucking when I start. So they rely on somebody to teach them, which is also okay. So back in 2009, 10, uh, a friend of mine, Daniela Rust, who was known as Bubbles in the card community, we started the very first, very biggest all-female MGO. All right. And we were competing across all fields, Battlefield, StarCraft, Call of Duty, Team Fortress 2, and we actually went out and found these women and these young girls and gave them a safe space where they could teach each other because it wasn't a matter of a man has to teach me or an experienced gamer has to teach me. It was just a matter of we could be comfortable with each other and learn together and 
we did very well. And we had a lot of experienced girls that joined and totally kicked ass. Like they were already competing at the top level, even if they were in mixed teams, mixed gender teams. And there was actually a, a full female Call of Duty team and they, they did fantastically, right? So, I mean, we rode the wave for a while and that fell away because I found that and it's it's also very it's always a very sensitive subject to talk about all girl gaming versus mixed gender gaming. I just found that you know we've done this, we've given them the step up, we've introduced them, and now it's time to realize that all gamers are equal, right? We all have the same skills. Some of the girls were much better than the guys. Some of them weren't. But then again, some guys are also really shit. So <laughs> you know we're all equal no matter the gender we are, which is why I just don't buy into all-girl gaming anymore. You know, one of the reasons that we did it was just the same as why you would go out with a group of girls and, and go to the mall, because that's how we socialize. A bunch of guys go play pool together. It's not because it's a, a man thing or it's a misogynistic thing. It's just because they're hanging out with the guys, right? And that was a big reason for us. We just wanted to hang out with other girls. And we outgrew that and we outgrew the whole all-girl gaming and everybody went their way and they got into mixed gender teams and they were successful in their esports careers and they kept on being gamers. So it was important for us to take that step, but I don't think it's equally as important to do it now because now it's a super touchy subject. Will the girl gamers, the girl teams be just as good as the guy teams? We don't know because we don't see them compete against each other, which is something that I think we should be focusing on is showing them that they're on the same level and getting them into the guy teams, playing at the same level as everybody else. Why should we be separating women from men, young girls from young boys, and telling them and priming them, you're a girl, you can't be as good as the boys, so you can't play with the boys. Yeah, I mean, look, you've uh, touched on a subject that I, so I mean, I used to do physical theater and I used to be like, um, oh, girls can do anything boys can do. And then as I was rehearsing for these physical theater shows and me, I was in a cast with two other dudes. And as we're doing push-ups and I'm like, I just initially felt so bad about myself because I was like, I'm letting down all of the females in the world because I can't do as many push-ups as these guys. And like, why, why do I suck so much? And then my director, who was a man, also sat down with me and he said, listen, look, remember you know, as much as we want equality and all that, um, you know, physiologically you are different and physically you are different. But that's what's really cool for me about gaming is that I think gaming is one of the most level playing fields. Absolutely. Where absolutely we can have mixed gender teams and it's not going to be it's not going to be a matter of like, oh, Carla can only do five push-ups, whereas Kyle can do six push-ups. Um, it's going to be a matter of everyone can do the same amount of, of gaming and it's just their level of skill and their level of experience and how much practice and effort they put into it. So I absolutely love that, um, that notion of really trying to make it a mixed gender competitively and for to have the spokespeople also focus on, you know, bridging the gap between the genders. Yeah. yeah. Especially in gaming. You know, when it comes to online gaming, you've said it, it's such a level playing field. And yes, we are different and we should embrace our differences between men and women. We think differently, we practice differently, we commit differently. And that's okay. 
you just have to play to your strengths. If a woman plays or, or a young girl plays a competitive game, she's going to play it differently. But that doesn't mean that she's not as good as the guy. She can be even better. Same for the guy. Their, their minds work differently. It doesn't mean that one is better than the other. I think it's really hard for women that are at an older age that have families to compete because myself, I have three kids and what? I have... What? <laughs> I do. Okay, I know she is sitting, but like you would also be like, what? Um, yeah, I do. I have three children. I have two jobs. I do a lot of independent contracting. I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, gaming stuff and, and I write part-time for Nexus. And I, So I do a bunch of stuff and I would love to compete. I used to compete. I used mm. to mentor male teams to compete and pull them from the lowest divisions into the highest divisions. And that was great and that was my passion, but I can't do that anymore because I don't have the time. Whereas my husband... He gets off work and he can play games, you know, like he's the dad. He doesn't have to cook the food and, and give the kids a bath and do the homework thing and do the bed thing. He could if he wanted to, don't mind that he doesn't. But a mother has a different role. Our time doesn't necessarily allow us to compete when you get to a certain age. The younger girls definitely have that. But what happens to them when they do get into a relationship, when they do have children, when they do have these extra responsibilities? How do we keep women in gaming when they can no longer compete, when they only have time to game at night when they're chilling and, and they have their, their me time? And that's the space that Sam is in at the moment. That's the space that the YouTubers are in at the moment. They can do things at their own time. We should be encouraging people and even young men who start working and start their families and get responsibilities to not drop out of gaming and leave their passion because their time has changed. I think it's very important for us to be realistic about where you are as a gamer in your competitive career as a gamer or as a social gamer and not ostracize people who can no longer dedicate the time that they should be dedicating. No, for sure. I mean, it, especially in role-playing and things like that, it's it's a long period of time that you're going to sit. I mean, no one sits down and is casually going to say, well, I mean, there are some casual games, but very seldomly are you going to be like, oh, I've got 10 minutes to play. It's yeah, very seldom. Exactly. And exactly. I mean, we, we all see it at our tables all the time. People are like, oh, Carl can't come because Carl's child is sick and he has to go watch after his child. Or someone has a work function that's run late. So... Absolutely, it's about us taking into account our own lives and not um, stressing so much about that. But also, I think, from what you said, is taking into account the other gamers we play with that are at our tables, across the screens from us, across the internet from us, and just understand that their commitment and their time is different. And it's not a judgment on them if their commitment is not 100%. Call yeah, of Duty all know, the time. It just comes down to being realistic, being true to who we are. And we're people. That's the first thing that we are. Before we're gamers, before we're role players, we're people. If we're more accepting of everybody's life and being real and being an actual human being, there wouldn't be the pressures of women versus guys in gaming and young people versus older people in gaming. It's, it's a matter of growing up in our community, being more mature, being more realistic about things, which is a journey, right? Because it's super competitive. If you're a gamer, 
if you play tabletop, RPG, MMO, FPS, you're competitive. You always have been competitive. And we have to be able to determine competitive field versus being realistic and accepting other gamers around us as being people. And then our community, I feel, will really grow. And I feel that will open up space for, for women to come into gaming, to know that they can play socially. If they can only play two hours a night, then that's cool. If they learn at a slower pace, then that's cool. And the same for guys. Uh, I know a lot of male students who are really studying their ass off, they don't get time to game. And they also feel less confidence in joining in in the community because their skill is not there, because they can't game for four to six hours a day. So it's not just for women, but it's for guys as well. You know, we should be more accommodating to people and their lives. And that will open up the community for, to, to be more mainstream, for casual players to join us and not feel like they're the plebs, you know, because hardcore gamers are, are pretty harsh on social <laughs> gamers usually. No, for sure. Rules lawyers exist for a reason. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's about, it's really about, tre like we, in Dum Dum Die, so Nicole and Kurt who play with us, they had never, never, ever played before. They are totally not geeks at all. And we were like, oh, do you want to come and try a role play with us? And they have a ton of fun. Will they dedicate, like my partner games, oh gosh, if you had the time, you would game every single <laughs> night. But would Nicole and Kurt dedicate every night of the week to role-playing or gaming of some kind? No, definitely not. Can they take one night a week to spend time with their mates and have fun role-playing? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very difficult to find a group of people that you can dedicate time with, which is why I think that there are so few teams in gaming, so, so few D&D uh, groups in gaming that really spend good time on it because it's hard to find people that synchronize with your your daily routine. And, you know, it also just for me, it comes down to I really love games. I would literally play all day if I could, but I can't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, recently work has been really hectic and it's the end of the year and it's really crazy. And, you know, I just started playing Ranked Joust and Smite with a mate. And, oh, yeah. you know, he's all the time, he's like, oh, Yolanda, are you coming online? And, and I'm just like, dude, I'm going to veg on my bed like a useless, lazy piece of nothing and just watch TV, right? Which also kind of throws a cork in it. And I think for, for a lot of working women as well, they have high-paced jobs, same as guys. And at the end of the day, you're so drained that you don't actually feel that you can give that energy to gaming You've been, maybe you work in IT or software the same as I do and you're in front of your computer for like 12 hours and you get home and you're like, you know, I just don't want to go sit and play games anymore, um, which I think opens up this great space for tabletop gaming because you don't have to sit at your PC and you can just be in a relaxed environment with friends and enjoy a story and, and enjoy some escapism away from the normal online gaming community that is very competitive and away from your life and your stresses. Uh, so I think that women should be more open. I think the reason that they're not is because they think it's really difficult. And this has been something that's persisted ever since I got into the communities. All the women that I've spoken to that have gamers for husbands that don't play games, they're just like, this looks too difficult. It doesn't matter what the game is. They don't have the confidence in themselves. All the women don't have the confidence to start gaming, right? And 
Yeah, I think it's very threatening. So uh, for a very long time, many years, MMORPG was my thing, right? I was hardcore World of Warcraft. I was tanking raids. I was trying all the other stuff, the terrors, the guild wars, all of those things. And um, I had a lot of girlfriends whose husbands were gamers, but they weren't. And they, you know, it kind of creates a space where women are like, I wish you would spend time with me. But they, they're afraid to experience what their husbands are experiencing or what their boyfriends are experiencing because they think that it's too difficult. So... I actually got a bunch of them together, got them on a server, and I'm like, this is technology, and this is a <laughs> game, and the W button is your friend. And that kind of... And this is called camping. Don't do yes. that. That's a dick move. Exactly. <laughs> and once they experienced it and realized that it's not as hard as you would think it is, they actually really got into it. Our one mate's wife... Um, she was not a technological person at all. Like the furthest she would go was an iPad. That was it, right? And we got her a rig. We got her into uh, Rift, the MMORPG. And in a month's time, she was running the server. <laughs> like she was top of the auction house, just controlling the whole economy on the server. And she wasn't a person that, that ever thought in that way or, you know, thought that she could play the game. She was very self-conscious about her mind and how she thinks and her intellect and she didn't think that she could do it but us as women I think that we should encourage young girls and even older girls going into their 30s and into their 40s to just try it and rope them in and show them it's not as hard as you think it is and you can actually enjoy it and there's something out there for everyone whether you do like blowing shit up or <laughs> whether you do like a, a fantasy game or a role-playing game there's something there for you and it doesn't have to be online and it doesn't have to be in a community because there are so many single player games that are absolutely fantastic. I mean, I played a game um, a long time ago called uh, Dear Esther and it was an indie game, short game, but it was the most intense and most beautiful and most emotional story a narrative that you could have ever gone through. And I don't think that you could get that experience out of a book, you know, so there is something for everybody. And if you do have girlfriends who, who like stories and, and who like reading, gaming is also for them. Playing narrative games, you literally don't do anything except for walk, but you're experiencing a story. I think gaming is an experience. It's not a skill thing. It's not an intellect thing. It's an escapism. It's, an, it's a story. It's an experience. And if we can show that to people and rope them in and actually get them to sit down and do it, we'd have a much more open community, especially to women. Yeah, so I think it boils down to in the end is grab your friends. Yeah. that Even the ones that don't seem like the super geeks, like Nicole and Kut, here's looking at you. <laughs> and give them a, a casual, comfortable space where you can teach them or they can learn on their own how to game and just be like, hey, if you ever want to go on a raid together, I will be there with you. Even though I'm level 50 elf, I don't mind going with your level two human. Exactly. We can, we can make a plan. Exactly. You know, and I think it's also just women in general's perception of gaming. You know, they think it's like this geek thing and it's just dragons and skimpy clothes. Battle and, cleavage and, is a thing. And, and it's a great thing. Uh, but, you know, they have a skewed perception of what gaming is. And if we can let them know that there are so many different things to experience, they'll be more open to trying it out. Like, hey, 
don't have to be an elf or a human or an orc or some kind of whatever. You can just be a person. You can be a little girl in Undertale. You can, absolutely. Uh, it's just getting in there, experiencing something. You don't have to role play to game. You don't have to go into a fantasy story. You can do any kind of strategy game out there, which doesn't require you to play a role, right? You could go play Civ Five. You can do whatever it is that's out there without having this one perception that gaming is this geeky, nerdy thing for children, because it isn't. There are so many mature themes within gaming that we can relate to and that we should let women know about. And, you know, when it comes to younger girls, my daughter is four, and um, I did the same thing with her that I did with my boys. As soon as they could see, I put a keyboard in their crib, and I'm like, this is a keyboard, gaming keyboard, mouse, play. Ah, so PC Master Race, apparently. Absolutely, and they grew up as babies in our laps playing games. And she's just as much of a gamer as her brothers. She fell asleep on the arcade machine last night. <laughs> you know, she, uh, she's constantly trying to hog her brother's PC and, and they, they've been doing the PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo thing. But all the same, you know, we, we are raising our daughters same gamers as guys, not on a different level, not she's a little girl so she has to play some kind of cutesy princess. Well, hey, thing. there is Hello Kitty Online, which I did I used mean, to play. It was the only MMO <laughs> I used to play. Yeah, there, there is. But, you know, for us, it's like, hey, just because you're a girl, it doesn't mean that you can't do Overwatch the same as your brother. And I just want to say thank you very much for, for coming on to our podcast slash our YouTube <laughs> channel to discuss this because it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's people in the community taking a step forward and, and showing that it's okay and sharing their experiences. And we just really appreciate you for that and for you're all welcome. the articles you do and all the progress you've made in the community generally. Well, you're very welcome. It, it was fantastic to be here today. Awesome. So... I hope you guys have found that super interesting and just a glimpse into what the South African gaming scene feels like and some hope into what it could be like um, on this equal playing field. So Yolanda, I want you to tell everybody all your socials, how they can find you, how they can follow you and how they can hear more from you and just listen to your eloquent uh, <laughs> way of discussing gaming. Well, you know, it's it's... Pretty easy at Grim Banshee everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I mean mostly Twitter though. I live there. <laughs> and are, are we on Twitch? Or No, I, I don't do the, the streaming thing, but you know, you could always find a lot of women that do. Uh, Jules Bish for Arena, she does also a lot of work for herself. Great girl, tech girl Sam, Constantine, uh, Shani Zede, the girls are out there and Go Google it. You'll find them immediately. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this, please remember to share it with all your friends and like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, do give it a like and share and review us on your favorite podcast app. This was Dames in Discussions. This was Yolanda. And I'm Carla. And just remember to have a most amazing time gaming.